Hello everyone. Warm welcome or maybe welcome back to my podcast Unsolicited Supply. I am Rashmeet Kaur, your host. Uh we are a podcast focused on learning about supply chains and you have tuned into one of those episodes wherein I'm doing limited series on sustainability in supply chains as i prepare for an examination certified sustainable supply chain professional by international supply chain education alliance and the fun part about this is i am preparing for this exam live while recording these podcast episodes my exam is scheduled tomorrow uh so it's an interesting and exciting experience for me as well so all of those who have been listening to me they know that i have talked about the basics of sustainability uh in business what's the unique value proposition its linkage to the sustainable development goals and then i have tried to talk about the components of uh, sustainability in the different elements of the supply chain so we have till now we have talked about the implementation of supply chain of sustainability in purchasing sourcing manufacturing and today we are talking about the implementation of sustainability in the logistics side of the activities in the supply chain so without any further delays let's just get ahead with it now uh, for all of those who are listening in and tuning in for the first time uh, i'll just give a brief background about sustainability then about logistics and then we'll try to marry the two and come up with uh, you know some deployable techniques so sustainability is a term that was first coined by the world commission on the environmental or develop environment and development in the year 1987 and it was adopted gradually by most of the organizations around the world uh, but it got the real push in 2015 when united nations set up some 17 sustainable development goals which we have talked about in our very second episode in the series itself the 17 sustainable development goal improve or you know focus on improving sustainable development in the business organizations as well as the world economies and the objective and the goal to reach all these goals is by 2030 that is we have just this decade to work on it so why exactly do we need to talk about logistics here we know for a fact that many organizations are you know who are uh, basically uh, have have big supply chain they definitely use logistic service providers or lsps they are actually adopting sustainable practices for two reasons for optimum use of the scarce resources and obviously taking steps toward a better global future now when we compare logistic service providers to other industry segments we can vouch for the fact that it contributes much more significantly towards environmental degradation and this de- degradation is in the form of noise air pollution carbon emissions fuel consumption global warming resource depletion and we know that the logistics sector is expected to grow expand you know exponentially and that will only make the conditions worse therefore it is the right time for lsps to initiate sustainable logic you know logistic solutions for handling all their current uh, current orders and also to overcome any upcoming environmental challenges because they are not far off there are regulations that will be implemented now uh, we cannot 
actually avoid this let's try to understand why exactly we cannot avoid it and try to understand the depth and the extent to which logistic forms one of the core operations in the supply chain we know for a fact that logistics is a new engine of economic growth and it has been playing a very core role um in overcoming the constraints of the time space between producers and the markets we serve we know how globalized we are at the moment you can order a product from a different country and it will get delivered to you that's purely because of the logistic capability of our supply chains now all the basic functions of transportation storage loading unloading handling packaging distribution processing all of this and the information related to this are all organically combined and orchestrated into the logistics function so when i say logistics space i am referring to the projection of urban logistic activities and this means you know you are talking about logistic nodes logistic infrastructure professional markets all in different geographical space and those geographical space are spread across the globe we are a very globalized supply chain at the moment so this spatial layout and evolution of the urban logistic facilities has become a very important driving force especially in the urban economic world so it comes with its own sets of uh, you know uh, business decisions like land availability the cost the transportation infrastructure the government policies all of this you know influence any decisions related to the evolution of the logistic logistics uh, space and uh, we have seen that there is a constant increase of logistics demand because you know we are moving more towards an e-commerce world and uh, our customers have much more demands now and the population is definitely going to increase which means this number is constantly keep on will constantly increase so we know that the quantity and types of logistic facilities and enterprises have increased dramatically and they will continue to do so which means that this translates into increasing the quality of our logistic services and because of that uh you know increased need for delivering on time quickly and uh, ensuring that it's uh, there are zero exceptions in otif we have to make sure that our systems are much more efficient and restructuring if any cases if for any reason we'll have to restructure this very sensitive balance it would mean that we are increasing the distance or changing the distance between manufacturer suppliers distributor and consumers so this has become an increasingly important space for sustainable development because this forms the core engine of our supply chain with regard to delivering to the customer and since this is the part that is closer to your consumers there is no uh, you know no scope for any mistake now having said that we have to also focus on the fact that there will be sustainable development in the field with regard to environmental efficiency social efficiency economic efficiency till now we were just thinking about delivering and the cost aspect of it now it also needs to include environmental efficiency social efficiency and economic efficiency so this is the 
core reason as to why exactly uh, we need to focus on sustainability in logistics and what is it that we need to do for the same we have to lower the ecological footprint of any tasks that we take place in our logistic uh, you know arm of the supply chain and these are uh, you know co2 emissions noise pollution accidents all of them we have to work on all of them and in this sense in my understanding logistic suppliers have to look for a very delicate balance between financial growth environmental care and also the health of the society now having said this it is not an easy task compared to all the other segments this is one of the largest contributing one so there are multiple obstacles that we face for implementation or integration of sustainability in logistics and these uh, obstacles range from packaging um especially in the recent years the shippers have strayed from the use of foam as a shipping protector but these companies have turned towards plastic air pillows and this change towards sustainability is for protective packaging so and it this is expected to grow by 5% annually up until 2020 so we got to go and check back on that figure so that's obstacle number 1 packaging what do you do about packaging is there any way that you can reduce the usage of plastics or you can come up with alternate materials for the same and if what if yes what are those alternate materials and how you can achieve economies of scale on that what will be the costing that will be associated with it all those questions come associated around the obstacle under the head of packaging then there is an obstacle of capacity now i'm talking about an organization cap- capacity now we know that this is the biggest obstacle to sustainability in logistic but yes let me say it's not an impossible thing instead of decreasing the capacity of our existing fleets shippers logistic providers we must ensure that our current capacities are at 100% efficiency we have studied this figure earlier in one of our podcast episodes that we are currently running our logistics and transportation segment of the supply chain at an overall 50 to 56% of efficiency now we have to reach to a level of 100% to ensure that we decrease our impact on the environment so that's the one major chunk of challenge the logistical cap- capacity and finally uh, this uh, finally there is one obstacle which is much more behavioral in nature and that is reluctance to change now shippers have accustomed to a certain way of working in the modern world and they are reluctant to change and any any company or any segment or any uh, leader for that matter or thought leader for that matter who's reluctant to change is not going to sustain over time it's always about the survival of the fittest and the survival of the industry depends upon the integration of sustainability into our systems so uh, a lot of unfortunately this culture has led to a reluctance to change the current processes because current processes have been profitable and not in favor of sustainability today our society is becoming much more aware of environment and the associated energy consumptions 
So shippers and logistic providers do not have a decision to make, but a duty to embrace this change. And I think this is one of the very first things that has to has to implement and showcase an example of sustainability integration into our systems. So now that we understand the need for the integration of sustainability in logistics. Let's try to understand what are some uh, macro or major high-level areas where we can start off, start off as you know, implementing sustainability systems. Um, now, one of the major ones is all the practices related to transportation modal choice, vehicle use, and routing. So that's the first macro area. I'm talking about using practices like use of electric vehicles, having optimization strategies to define the transportation that is considered most efficient for that route, mapping the energy consumption or the fuel consumption and working on optimization of the same, planning and planning the delivery routes such that they reduce the emissions of the polluting gases. So all of this falls under the purview of the macro area one, that is the practices related to modal choice, vehicle use, and routing. So that's the first area. Now, second area wherein we can introduce sustainability practices is warehouse practices. So some examples of implementing sustainability into the warehouse could be the ergonomics and the operational safety of the warehouse to improve the working conditions, or maybe use of photovoltaic panels for power generation in the warehouse, maybe using electric trolleys in the warehouses, using less polluting fuels and forklifts, and rainwater collection for use in warehouse operations, and even mapping of the waste in order picking operations. So those are some practices that you can implement in the macro area too, which is the warehouse region. Now, moving further, the macro area three happens to be the practices related to suppliers and the purchasing processes. So when I say uh, about this macro area, I'm talking about specific selection of those suppliers that consider their environmental impact. They have compliance with labor rule, code of conduct, anti-corruption program, and has all the necessary sustainable certifications in place. That's the one practice you can you know, look at. The other practice in this macro is the programs for development of the suppliers with sustainable aspects. We have talked about this previously in the sourcing and the purchasing uh, procurement side of activities as well. We need to look at uh, collaborative development of the suppliers to integrate and create awareness about sustainabilities. And we have to do that along with the inclusion of social criteria and human rights in the purchase processes. You know, this will actually help the prioritization of the purchase of inputs that are available in the local community. And once we can do that, we can actually control the scope three as we discussed in the sourcing, sourcing and procurement episode. So all of that falls under the purview of uh, macro area three relating to the supplier and purchasing processes. The fourth macro area is uh, packaging management. Uh, this is one of the obstacles as well, but this is also a big focus area to, you know, keep your eyes on. And when I say you, uh, 
this uh, re- macro i'm talking about practices like reuse recycling reverse logistics of packaging reduction of the use of supplies in the product production or packaging maybe using more recycled material probably trying to create campaigns to encourage the more use of sustainable packaging or maybe even come you know packaging design focused on the optimization of handling all of that falls under the purview of macro area 4 which is packaging management where sustainability can be integrated into your logistics side of the operations in the supply chain Uh, the final macro area is more towards the social life, social side that is expansive uh, management practices and practices and social programs i'm talking about adoption of um, environmental and social rules such as iso 14001 implementing all the labor rules in place probably having free transports for social products and projects management actions focused on transparency and anti corruption now these are some examples of multiple practices that you can implement in the five micro areas those macro areas if i have to repeat are uh, expansive management practices and social programs packaging management practices related to suppliers and purchasing processes warehouse practices and practices related to modal choice vehicle use and routing so that gives us a starting point as to where to get at what i'm trying to talk what i'm trying to talk about we will be looking at the sustainability practices more from a in depth perspective in this episode moving forward but this was just an introduction as to what maybe like a primer i know that's a word that i use a lot but as a starting point and as a primer for us to know what direction and what sort of activities we are looking at particularly in these five macro areas of improvement now getting deep into the sustainable practices for logistics uh i want to talk about the adoption of green practices in logistics sector uh and we are associating that with conversion of manual processes which is more paperwork into e processes through digitalization which is why digitization and digitalization becomes a very important component of introducing sustainability into your supply chains especially into the logistics and the transportation side of the activities so what we have tried to do is that we have tried to categorize seven sustainable practices for logistics these are first being focus area 1 reusable recyclable second renewable energy sources third green procurement fourth reduction in carbon emissions for fifth use of cng and electric fleet sixth redu- uh, redu- reduction in fuel consumption and seventh resource optimization so these are some seven logistic practices that you can take up if you are an organization who are looking from looking at where to start at and what categories of solutions i can implement this is where you can actually start at um let's look at a couple of examples for each one of these so when i'm talking about reusable or recyclable i'm talking about promoting green practices amongst the logistic service providers and have them you know uh, start using cost effective and efficient uh, containers for multiple trips rather than just one uh, examples of paper cardboard construct and other biodegradable material and prefer them for packaging over simply using plastic 
that's the reusable recyclable component of uh, you know one of the sustainable practices for logistics for the second one that is the renewable energy source category i'm i'm talking about you know conserving the limited resources to maximize the and maximize the use of renewable energy sources we all know of this let's just try to implement that into our system and you can start this by initiating the use of solar energy and hydropower for all the other affiliated single time use uh, activities that's uh, one you can have installation of solar panels for producing electricity in your logistic system that is in your warehouses or maybe you could have transparent roofs for natural light to enter during daytime you could use storage of rainwater for gardening you could clean using that water and maybe try to integrate renewable energy transportation in your end to end logistics so these are some examples of the second category of sustainable practices that is renewable energy sourcing the third practice that i talked about is green procurement when i'm saying green procurement i am saying purchase products or services which will cause a minimum adverse impact on the environment this is more or less again like the scope 3 of emissions management having alternative fuel proper planning for unutilized material waste reduction use of recyclable and reusable products all of those become a part of your procurement initiative Uh, I want to mention about one company that has adopted uh, green uh, logistics, and that is uh, DHL. So they make the planet much more sustainable by reducing emissions and moving towards the concept of circular economy. We have mentioned circular economy a uh, couple of times, but we will be looking at uh, circular economy from a whole and a summarization perspective in the last episode of this limited series. so that was it about green procurement the next component is reduction in carbon emissions we have talked about carbon emissions reduction co2 fit, footprint reduction through introduction of uh, carbon pricing and multiple uh, approaches in your organization in the sourcing and the procurement episode so we can do something similar for logistic practices as well because that will not just have uh, an environmental impact but would also improve the financial performance and actually there are companies who are working on it tamco dhl and tnt they are all offering green services and reducing the carbon footprints through the various services that i've mentioned in that episode on procurement so that's another approach that can be horizontally deployed in logistics as well The fifth category is the use of CNG and electric vehicle fleet. I know that uh, you are aware of this. I'm talking more about adoption of e-vehicles as we move forward, and we talked about how Amazon has committed to, uh, you know, having all the delivery vehicles be electric uh, powered. Uh, so they have ordered hundred thousand of hundred um, thousand electric vehicles to integrate into their distribution network. and they are starting that uh, in this particular year itself 2021 so one can also use similar models in our system that's the fifth practice the sixth practice is resource optimization now when i say resource optimization i'm talking about no rocket science here again using the limited resources in an optimum manner so i'm giving examples like you know making the maximum use of natural resources over man-made products and this could be something on the lines of solar light rainwater harvesting 
all of the same in our systems. And uh, these are all interconnected practices. I want to say that. And these practices are not something that you have that you have not heard of. Uh, these are the practices that we have all heard of, and we know someone who's going about it. But the point is, uh, we still think that sustainability is going to so integration of sustainability will in you know will drastically increase our cost, and which is why it's important to constantly pinpoint at it again that. especially in some segments like logistics it's become a necessity if we don't focus on it now we'll pay a bigger cost of losing customers and customers loyalty because customers are going to choose an alternative product which is sustainable in nature and when they see it at a low cost uh, change to the brand uh, i don't think they will care about a little price premium that they might give for something uh, that is much more sustainable and green in nature so which is why we are here discussing the same so coming back to the final category that is the seven sustainable practice for logistics it is reduction in fuel consumption now uh, we know that automobile companies for an example are adding fuel saving features in new vehicles by using new engine technologies they are they're working on reduction in fuel consumption increasing the mileage reducing the pollution impact and coming up with eco friendly transportation methodologies all of that falls under the purview of the seventh practice so my friends this these were the seven sustainable practice for logistics yes moving further i want to talk about you know the measures that you can take the sustainability measures uh that you can use to actually map the performance or even categorize your sustainable practices into different uh, activities again this is some sort of like a repetition of what we have talked about we are just trying to go from a macro to micro view and then trying to categorize everything for an easy implementation methodology just to make it easier for you all to you know take back so i'm going to talk about again three categorization of such practices first reduction in carbon emissions second green practices and finally digitalization of the processes these are the three takeaways for you to look at that these are the three category heads wherein you want to work on the implementation in your particular uh, supply chain logistics side of the operations so when i talk about reduction in carbon emissions i'm talking about fitting all uh, your trucks with gps technology track down their exact location and optimize the route to minimize the carbon emissions and ensuring that they have the valid pollution check and carbon emission certificates only then put them out on the road otherwise don't so that's an example of reduction in carbon emission practice then there is something known as green practices category so this could be something like planting more than 5000 trees annually to enhance the green cover around your warehouses creating a culture of planting tree saplings on various occasions as a step towards environmental con you know conservation air sanitizing plants around warehouses to purify the air and make surroundings clean so these are some small examples that go a long way in adopting green practices in your logistics operations but finally the most important category definitely definitely is dig digitalization of processes i'm talking about adopting process automation in order to change the manual transaction transaction to digital processes and uh, frankly this initiated not just reduces the use of paper 
but it makes document handling easier by bringing transparency and visibility into the system and thereby increasing the overall efficiency of our operations now those are some uh, examples of sustainable measures so uh, these uh, you know sustainable measures uh, also have a, another category or focus area that is reduction of transportation costs so when we think of logistics we also think of transportation costs as well and in the next episode we will be focusing purely on the transportation costs and the optimization but just to touch base here you know whenever we are thinking about transportation costs um, the primary cost is always the fuel cost that goes with it so we know that each vehicle contains thousands of parts that uh, that actually also wear now there are ga gallons of oil that is used and all the products and uh, all the parts or the sub components that go into assembling of a vehicle wear out with time so everyone has like a very uh, small uh, or let's say finite life expectancy and if we have inefficiencies in the system this life will go down which is why when we have to focus on sustainability in transportation part of the logistics we have to not just focus on the fuel consumption route optimization we have to also focus on the predictive maintenance side of the operations so that is one thing i wanted to touch base but we will be looking at this in detail in our next episode wherein we will be giving examples of uh, hitachi as an organization and what they are doing uh, for predictive maintenance using predictive analysis so these are the four categories of sustainable measures that you can take in your system moving further let's just uh, and maybe towards the end of this episode let's talk more about such green uh, logistic practice logistic pr practices and um, just try to group them maybe now i know that uh, there is no wrong answer there is no right answer there is not a quick fix solution there is not one size fits all approach sustainability approach and especially in a disorganized and vast net uh, segment of supply chain as logistics So what we are trying to do here is right trying to talk about multiple practices you never know which might be useful for yours so keep your eyes and ears open <laughs> more of yours so because this is a podcast and try to pick up the ones that will fit your organization the best and for all the students and academicians who are listening to this these are just examples that i found and what international supply chain education alliance has talked about in the content and let's just try to uh spread the word around all the practices that you can adopt think of this as best practices best green logistic practices so again the one more or the first one here is eco driving when i say eco driving i'm talking about training drivers to drive in an environmental friendly manner and assessing and monitoring their driver's performance by checking out their driving behavior fuel consumption optimizing energy efficiency of the of the vehicles through maintenance and repair techniques so all of that falls under the purview of one practice that we call as eco driving